Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours now back to 95.7 the game Alan Styles, Evan Giddings taking you up until 4.30 here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors Live starts at 4.30 with John Dickinson and hands the reins off to Tim Roy. Play-by-play begins at 5.30. Warriors Mavericks at Chase Center. That's also a nationally televised game, but you can catch all the action here on 95.7 The Game. We've been talking about the Warriors, Alan. I feel like it is time to get into the 49ers a little bit. We appreciate all the comments, all the support, and some of the blowback, some of the pushback on the Xfinity Mobile text line and YouTube. 888 570. Um, the 49ers, I, I don't know where you left. We haven't had a chance to really talk since the NFC Championship. It was just a situation where, look, the season did not end. No season ends the way you want it to. If it ends without a Super Bowl, it ends without a championship. Same can be said for basketball, for baseball, for all of it. But the 49ers do have some offseason decisions to make now because I think First and foremost, because of the injury to their quarterback in the NFC title game, and that's Brock Purdy. So right now, you got two quote unquote starting caliber quarterbacks, according to Kyle Shanahan on the roster, and it seems like people are just assuming that Brock Purdy will be back in six months and he'll become QB one, and Trey Lance will be the clear cut number two. Is that the way that you see things playing out, just at a surface level? It's hard to tell if you're optimistic. Yeah, that six month timeline does sound great. We still don't know what Brock Purdy is going to do now, according to John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, the multiple doctors and opinions that they got, it feels like it's going to be the six months. But to me, obviously you want to double check things, but they still haven't announced anything. They still haven't announced, you know, what they're officially going to do. Is he officially not going under the knife? Is he officially not getting Tommy John? So until that happens, it's hard for me to speak on it. Now, what we can do is, Talk about the what-ifs. So if Brock Purdy is healthy by training camp and preseason, Brock Purdy will be QB1. Kyle Shanahan might not say that straight up. He might say, hey, this is going to be a competition. But there is nothing that Trey Lance can do in training camp or the preseason that would eclipse what we saw Brock Purdy just do. I, I, I don't I don't think 
that's possible. Now, this thing gets really sticky if Brock Purdy isn't ready for training camp or isn't ready for preseason and Trey Lance is getting, you know, the the majority of the Q, the QB1 reps and if it bleeds into the regular season, here's my question. If Brock Purdy gets cleared week 1 and hasn't really been able to do anything and Trey Lance has been playing and let's say he's been playing pretty well, but still some things cuz I mean, when is he going to get better? He's been injured this whole time. He's just going to get the boot off in about two, three weeks. So let's say Trey Lance, is he's improved a little bit, all right, but Brock Purdy's ready to go. But he you know, he hasn't played, he, he's a little rusty, but he is cleared. Do you slot Brock Purdy in because of what he did? Because I would assume Kyle Shanahan would say, you know, Trey's been, Trey's been the one playing, we got to get Brock Purdy reps and things like that. We're going to go with Trey. Now what happens if you win that game? Now what happens if you win the next game? Is, is Did Brock Purdy do enough to just get inserted in whenever he's ready? I don't know. And it depends on when that insertion happens. If it's training camp, yes. If it's preseason, yes. If the season has started and the, and the Niners are playing well, I don't know. Unless, unless it's a complete we are winning in spite of Trey Lance. Yeah, I, I do. Look, Trey Lance has the leg up. I mean, he's going to be ready and available for OTAs. He's going to have more of a summer to impress whoever he needs to impress in the 49ers organization than Brock Purdy does. And, and Brock Purdy, quite frankly, doesn't really need to impress that many people because assuming he comes back and has the repair and not the reconstruction to his elbow, that he is going to be the same quarterback that yeah. he was this year, which is a guy that won every single game he started it until the NFC title game in which he got hurt. There is a piece of news, however, that is good for the 49ers, and that was earlier today. Trent Williams was reported to not be retiring. He will be returning for another season. So at a position that it felt like a lot of people were questionable about coming into the season and then unfortunately reared its ugly head in the NFC title game, your offensive line does get its best piece back. So that is positive for the 49ers. Right. And and, and if you're Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. It's been a rough it's been a rough couple weeks for the Niners with the loss and the injury and Kyle Shanahan was going through it. I don't know if you saw the the Two pictures when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan started years ago, and then they compared it to the picture of them in that press conference. It's been a lot, it's been a rough go for them. So that's good news on the 49er front. You also need to get somebody on that right side. Cause if I, my, my memory, my memory served me correctly, even though it was Tyler Croft at that time. Yeah. Hassan Rennick and, and that right side of the line has been an issue. It has. Yeah. And Mike McGlinchey's a free agent this year and. I know there's a lot of people that wouldn't want to see him back necessarily at San Francisco, but then the question becomes, how do you fill that void? Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe people say Mike McGlinchey is not much of a void to fill. But again, like you're mentioning, you have to have somebody of substance that is ideally better than McGlinchey on the right side, as well as what are you going to do in the middle? It sounds like you know just Aaron Banks and Burford and maybe Brendel at the center position who they really like, and then you just allow all those five guys to sort of grow with each other. To me, when and the five one zero brings it up as far as the quarterbacks is concerned in the Xfinity Mobile text line, it should always be a competition. That 
to me, maybe publicly, is something that's stated. Yes, it is technically always a competition. You played college baseball. Every single year, your head coach comes in and says, no one's spot is safe. You know, we're going to have essentially tryouts at the beginning of every year. Whether you're the starting pitcher, the starting center fielder, or a catcher, your job is up no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Okay, coach. Yeah, we'll see. I, I hit three thirty last year. I just I just won nine straight games. If I'm the starting quarterback and I'm Brock Purdy, it is a competition. But I got first dibs at the table. Exactly. It still comes down to when those dibs would happen. When do you get to the table? If you get to the table at training camp, yeah. If you get to the table in preseason, yeah. If you get to the table week one, probably. But anything past, I would say anything past. The first two weeks, if the Niners are rolling, that's when Kyle Shanahan has to decide, do I go hot hand or do I, did Brock, does Brock deserve this? Because you can't have a, you can only have a competition if both QBs are healthy. Because the way I see it is, I believe that both QBs will have an opportunity at some point this season. I don't know what the timing is going to be, but I think both QBs will have an opportunity to take it and keep it. Now, when I say that, technically that's a bad look for Trey Lance, assuming that Brock Purdy isn't ready. Because if Trey Lance is the guy, and I'm saying two quarterbacks are going to have a chance, that means that, for whatever reason, Trey Lance gives up the spot. And as you know, that's what you don't want want to do, ever give up the spot. But I do believe, I don't know how, I don't know why, maybe Brock Purdy comes back in enough time. I think both QBs will get a chance to show Kyle Shanahan during the season that they should be the guy, and one of them is going to take it and run with it. Yeah, and look, there's still other things they need to answer as well. they got to find a defensive coordinator. There could be some pieces that leave with D'Amico Ryans to Houston. The coaching staff is going to, in all likelihood, have to be reformed. But And we also know that Jimmy Garoppolo, quote-unquote, under no scenario, is going to be back with the 49ers this year. Uh, last year, it felt like the Doctor Strange won outcome that allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to return to SF. He will not be back, according to Kyle Shanahan, this next year. So you got your two guys. You got Purdy and you got Lance. Should it be an open competition? 888-957-9570. Is that what you want to see? And is that what you feel like both young quarterbacks deserve? I mean, they're the same age. Brock Purdy and Trey Lance are from opposite sides of the draft spectrum, but they are still the same age and have relatively little experience, even though Brock Purdy has more and has shown more in his opportunities. Do you believe that... When you talk about a QB competition, do you believe that it's even set up to be the same as we're talking about high school football? You know, are they going, are the opportunities even the same? Because Brock Purdy to me, if you talk about, and I talk a lot about, we're talking about baseball, I talk a lot about showcases and how some players just look dope as showcases and they don't do anything in the game. Five o'clock hitters. They're hitting the home runs during batting practice or they throw 96, but (laughs) they can't locate in a game and they cannot hit a curveball in a game. I'm not saying that's not what Trey Lance is, but what I'm saying, it's more about Brock Purdy because Brock Purdy, the reason he went last is because, you know, combine, whatever the case is, Brock Purdy is not a showcase player. He is a gamer. So if we're talking about a competition. I, I think the competition might lend itself in training camp to Trey Lance because it's not a real game. But we know in a real game what Brock Purdy has done. We haven't seen Trey play at that level. So Trey, so that's why it's hard to even look at this like a straight up competition. Cause in the back of Kyle Shanahan's mind, I mean, Trey's playing better here 
while we have shorts on and, and everything is great, but I've seen Brock Purdy in the trenches. I've seen him stack up W's for this team. So I don't know how you erase that from your memory and look at this like a pure competition, unless in the 510 is chiming in, unless for some reason Brock Purdy, his arm strength looks different or, or something like that. But if he's the same guy, I, I don't know how you eliminate that and just say straight up competition. To your point, I just hit 330 last year. Nope, don't care. Yep. It's a new competition. Brand new slate. You can't even do that as a human. You can't. No, and, and and that's why I don't think that Kyle Shanahan, no matter what he says publicly, does not have a hierarchy in his mind. Now, maybe it's 1 and it's 1A. Maybe it's, you know, Brock Purdy is the 1 and Trey Lance is so far, but it's technically the 2, but he's, you know, 50 feet below Brock I don't know. We'll never know. Kyle Shanahan will never give us that, no matter what he publicly states, like having two starting quarterbacks. I do believe he that, he that he believes that he has two starting quarterbacks, but one of them, in my mind, is the clear-cut number one, and that's Brock Purdy. That may be unfair to Trey Lance, and look, whether Brock Purdy's injury gets um, a little bit more tricky this offseason, we'll find out when he's able to come back. But to me, and your original question about week one, if Brock Purdy is ready, but he hasn't had that ramp up period mm-hmm. in yeah. the offseason kind of the way that Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a ramp up period before right. he got thrust into the starting role and suffered a little bit I think it's still Brock Purdy's job I, I, I really do and it's unfair to Trey Lance I, I really like Trey Lance I, I covered him in college at North Dakota State He's a great dude. He seems to have a lot of measurables. We're talking about combine athletes. Like he is, I think, a guy that can wow people with his arm. Right. Uh, the issue to me, and and really the biggest reason why I think that that Trey would be behind is because, by all accounts from reports, he doesn't seem to be a practice player. Like so, mm. if you're Kyle Shanahan, I think that stuff does matter. And if you're not able to complete. 75 to 80 percent of your passes in practice i don't know whatever the the standard is but from all accounts it sounds like last year in preseason trey lance struggled and you know was sometimes turned over the football he made some ridiculous throws he made some highlight plays in the preseason but could not do it consistently enough for kyle shanahan apparently to trust him uh, you know to throw the ball like he would rather use him primarily as a runner, as he did in the he first did. two games, yeah. then not. And that, to me, is more, not necessarily an indictment of Lance, but an indictment of how Lance practices. Meanwhile, Brock Purdy immediately comes in against Miami and is allowed to let it rip, which tells me that in practice, he has proved to Kyle Shanahan that he can do that in the game and, of course, goes out and prove it. So that's why right. I would feel like Brock Purdy, even if he doesn't have you know, a month or two months to ramp up to the regular season. If he is ready, he would be the guy. It's hard to disagree with that. I, I do. Unless, of course, Trey Lance is in, all of a sudden, you know, a different player and does prove in practice that he has made significant strides. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, that has to be the way you look at things because it's a full-on game plan. Trey, we can't get to the home run plays if you can't hit the sick, the singles. Yeah. We can't because... You can't. I can't have you be Joey Gallo. No, like, that's not going to work. No, that that, that that's not going to work because the defense is going to defend us differently. It's a it. We everything has to blend together, and if you can't hit the small things early, we're we're messing up what we're trying to do here. Ultimately, if Brock Purdy is ready, I, it's going to be Brock Purdy. That's just what it is. You know, he, he is the last QB that wore a Niners jersey that had a, that. 
brought this team to the type of win streak that they had. That, that's it. So I'm not going to take a chance on Che Trey. Fair or not fair, it doesn't matter. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Trey Lance has been injured. So you know what he hasn't been doing? Improving on any of the things he wasn't great at last season. Now, I will say this, because a lot of people think that I'm the Trey Lance guy. I want Trey to, to ball out. I just know what the situation currently is. I would say this. Kyle Shanahan, he says he's called he called Trey Lance a dual threat QB. So he is doubling down. He is, <laughs> yeah, he is. That's what he's d- doing. He's doubling down on that's who he is, that's how we're going to use him. But if I were Kyle Shanahan, you're running out of time. You can't go into, this is what, year three with with Trey Lance. You can't go into year four not knowing what Trey Lance can do. When Trey Lance gets in, I don't care if it's the real game. Just like you said, maybe part of this with Brock Purdy, I don't know what they saw with him in practice, but maybe part of this was Shanahan just saying, screw it, we're we're in a bad position anyway, I'm just going to have Brock do his thing. And Brock ended up being able to do his thing. When Trey Lance gets in, I would treat it the same way. Look, I know you didn't have time. We got to see what you can do. We got to see if you can hit the ceiling now. So I'm not going to run you because I, cause not that I care about what people think, but I'm going to run the offense and you are going to try to make the same throws Brock Purdy made. That's what I would do if I were Kyle Shanahan because Trey, I would imagine in training camp, you're not running those those power plays because it's you're 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 playing against your own team and scrimmaging things like that. So that was all like not what they were practicing. And then they went in the game and all right, now we're just going to run the power eye with Trey. If I'm if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm saying it is time to find out what we have with Trey. You need to spin that thing, young fella. You need to spin it. You do, and I think that ideally in Kyle Shanahan's mind, the way I saw last year trending for Trey Lance, and of course we'll never know but was to get him to the point where Shanahan could use him like a Jalen Hurts, who Mm -hmm. runs the football 10 to 15 times a game, but is also able to air it out 25 to 30 times. Like That, to me, is what Kyle Shanahan says when he envisions a dual-threat quarterback. Yes, yes. A couple... A couple different runs here and there. So I, I know you. I know you like your your numbers and stats. So I, I sure think do. I think you'll get a kick out of this one. Talk to me. I was watching a lot of Trey Lance highlights with you know, with the Niners of him running. I just keep thinking, man, it doesn't look like he can. And there have been also articles about Trey Lance. His speed. He's not really able to get to the corner. He's more of a power guy. So the next thing I do, we're talking about combines and showcases, things like that. What does Trey Lance run the 40 in? So at his pro day, he did not run the 40. And I saw this old article from 2021, and it was ta- and Trey Lance was talking about, I guess, the rise of this GPS. Okay. So this, it's, a, it's a game, it's a GPS that measures your game speed, and then that calculates what your 40 would be. And Trey basically said, well, you know, I'm not running the 40 because I, I, this GPS thing that, that is growing that game speed. is more, yeah, it, it just measures your game speed. Yeah. Okay, sounds, sounds awesome. So his game speed was measured at four five. That's pretty good. Justin Fields' actual combine forty was four four six. So what did that tell me about the GPS? It is incorrect because there is no way Trey Lance is that close to Justin Fields speed wise. No way. I don't think so. But I will say, look, he's 6'4". Maybe he's got longer strides. And when he gets going with a head of steam, maybe he's maybe. able to. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm trying well, to, that 40, I'm that, to make yes. an excuse for a computer no, that's a right good now. Call. But. That's a good call because that 40, based on the GPS, I would imagine, could come at any time. It's probably your top speed. So 
the difference between the GPS, and now I'm just kind of making this up, but the, I would imagine the difference between the GPS and actually running a 40 is really your quick twitch muscles because Trey might be able to get to that, but Justin Fields gets to it quicker, and 100%. that's how you turn the corner. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't care that Trey Lance probably runs a, uh, you know, runs a a four hundred faster than Justin Fields. That does nothing for me. Well, and how often is Trey Lance going to have forty yards to right. build his he ain't max get speed? There. No, he well, no, he, he could no, couldn't he, get past the line of scrimmage sometimes. They were some hard earned. Yeah, because that was running back runs. Those yeah. were some hard earned yards. Yeah, they were, I mean, they're using him like Jim Brown in the nineteen like just up the gut. Hey, here's the ball. Go like. <laughs> Go plunge into the middle of yeah. eight dudes on the defensive line. All right, let's go out to uh, Union City. Who, uh, Coach Duran is out in Union City. Part of me wants to talk about the quarterback competition between the two starting quarterbacks in San Francisco, Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Coach Duran, what's up? You're on with Alan Styles and Evan Giddings here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, getting styles, uh, two of the best of the best. My man. I hey, just hey. wanted to say that uh, Purdy and Lance, that's going to be a battle this offseason. You start Brock right now, truthfully, but if Lance makes some remarkable and excellent strides, you might have to lean on him. But it's going to be a nice little offseason for 49ers. Hey, I'm a Raider fan, but, yeah, it's going to be excellent as time goes on. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. And look, it's not a bad thing to have two guys that I think most people do believe in. Of course, the question is just becomes, at the beginning of next season, who does Kyle Shanahan believe in more to get him wins? And, and so somebody's going to be left out. Whether it's the flip of a coin, whether it's Brock Purdy unequivocally as the QB1, whether Trey Lance comes out and balls out over the summer and shows that he is the number 3 you know, overall pick that he was selected to be, we are going to wait and see, but you know, it's not. These are problems that every football team, I think, would want to have. Yes, but if Brock Purdy beats out Trey Lance to the same point that I brought up, you're now in. You're going into year four with Trey Lance, and he has not been QB. He's never been QB one for a consistent period of time. Yeah. So at that point, and now at that point, if Trey if Trey Lance gets beat out by Brock Purdy straight up, it would also be, it would almost be better. You got to start thinking. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, you got to start thinking big picture here because if it's a public competition and Brock Purdy beats Trey Lance out, I would assume it might be a Wiseman situation with fit, but I would assume his value would drop a little bit. If you think that Trey Lance isn't looking right and Brock Purdy is on pace to be ready, do you then, and I'm going to go there because why not? It's a, it's a, it's a Saturday, a somber Saturday with this rain. Do you think about saying, Hey, we're going with Brock based on what he did last year. He's QB one. Trey Lance will have his opportunities. And on the side in the background, do you think about some trades? I don't because of something you brought up earlier, which is I think at some point Trey Lance is going to get a shot. And it's not because he's going to beat out Brock Purdy, Mm -hmm. but it's because of what we saw this entire season and what we've seen during the entire Kyle Shanahan tenure, which is an inability to keep your quarterbacks healthy. (laughs) Now, whether it's because of bad luck or negligence or somewhere in the middle, I would bet on a quarterback injury next year for the 49ers. Like, that's something that is probably going to happen based on the last seven years. And so, whether Trey Lance deserves a shot or not, I think he's whoever's QB2 is at some point going to have to play next season. That's what I believe. Do you think Vegas has a line on that? I don't know, but they probably should. Over under number of QBs that take a snap for the 49ers next season. 
Let's set it at one and a half, or what do you mean? Like I'm going to set it at two and a half. Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Two and a half. Oh, boy. I, that I would bet the under four. <laughs> I hope. Because, again, what are we talking about here? Like, this year was so, in many ways, fortunate for mm-hmm. the 49ers that they had a quarterback each time that they lost to have a, arguably a better one step up. I, I don't think you can bank on that in too many seasons. No. No. I... I I'm taking the under just because I I don't want to have to go through this again. No 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 I yeah, no I'm with you yeah I not only would I bet on the under I I pray for the under. I might bet the over but I would I wouldn't oh, I want gotcha. it to hit yeah yeah <laughs> just, an, an emotional hedge yes, how about that? exactly exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly uh, we're gonna continue the conversation on the other side I see you Mike in Emeryville I see you David and El Cerrito. we're gonna continue to talk about the quarterback situation in San Francisco do you feel like it's in a good spot do you feel like it's in a strange spot how do you feel about it moving forward? Forward. What's your thoughts on Brock Purdy and Trey Lance? What else do you think the 49ers should address this odd season? We'll continue that coming up. The Red and Gold Reaction is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. It's Allen Styles. It's Evan Giddings with you until 4.30 here on 95.7 The Game. We're back after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get zero percent apr or up to 1500 bonus cash on the hyundai tucson now during the hyundai getaway sales event offers end soon call 562-314-4603 for details selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Now back to 95.7 The Game. A lot of optimism coming in from the Xfinity Mobile text line, as well as the YouTube chat. Alan Styles, Evan Giddings taking you up until 4.30. We're asking the hard-hitting questions, Alan. We're asking questions about Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, and Craig Valentino brought up an equally impressive question during the break, and that is with the 25th year anniversary of the Titanic coming out, why didn't Rose let Jack on the piece of wood at the end of the movie? Why mm. didn't she do it? There was quote-unquote no room. There was quote-unquote no room. What was there? I don't know. I, I kind of want to hear from Craig, because it sounds like, well, with, of course, bringing it to the table, he might have a conspiracy theory of his own. That's right. Well, I totally, for one, do believe he did. definitely would have fit. But uh, James Cameron has announced with the 25th anniversary of the movie coming out, of course, James Cameron is the director of the movie, along with Avatar and everything else, that they will redo that scene four different tries to see if Jack would make it on top of the board. But what does that mean? Though? I think there was room. I don't know if the weight from Jack would have been enough to capsize both him and Rose. But, of course, this has been what people have wanted for about now a quarter century, Alan. An answer to the question. But if that's your man, if that's your man, if you go down, you go down together. Yeah, I mean, look, it took three and a half hours to find out that she wasn't actually all that into him, apparently. <laughs> she couldn't make room for him on the brick or on the board, part of me. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've never actually seen the entire movie from beginning to end. You didn't do the two VHSs? Well, without falling asleep. Wait, two VHSs? What's you, you, you run it back or back what? Back in the day, no, there well, were two VHSs. There, <laughs> there were two VHSs. You had... The first part of the movie on one, and you had to finish it on the other one. Extended freshman edition. Year, freshman year in college, standing outside in line of Blockbuster, which we know. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Skypoint. Standing out line to buy that movie, yes, at Blockbuster. It was a line out the door. And, of course, Craig was the second person in line. And as I grabbed my movie and left, I said, don't worry, the boat still sinks. Well, yeah, and then, so, what? All right, are we going to have some revisionist history from James Cameron and figure out if, if Jack could fit and if the, if the ship know. could dock? Like, what are we going to do here? There's so many ways to make money these days. It's ridiculous. It really is. And James Cameron just came out with the second Avatar, too. That's what I'm saying. He's just going to level up right now. Breaking in the bread. The third one's already done, too. They what? He threw them on top of each other. Just... Oh, I'll, well, I'll be 50 by the time he comes out. So, <laughs> But he said, uh, like you said, my favorite part of Titanic is, I'll never let you go, Jack, until another boat comes by. <laughs> it's been real. You know, while we're doing, before we leave this movie conversation, let's get some... Oh, God. Some, let's get some information coming in. I know the movie just came out, but if you're on the Xfinity Mobile text line or on the youtube chat or you can call in why not let me know i'm going i'm doing date night tonight we're going to see knock at a cabin 
And that is Dave Bautista, right? Yeah, and that was M. Night Shyamalan doing a little date night. Let me know if you've seen it already, if it's good. Or, uh, you know, if I should get my hopes up or not. You yeah. should never get your hopes up for an M. Night Shyamalan movie because he is Mr. Hit or Miss. Well, so, hopefully it's a hit. Sounds a lot like Clay Thompson, who, by the way, according to Anthony Slater, has been upgraded to available tonight against the Dallas Ra- against. Thank you, Craig. Against the Dallas Mavericks. Draymond Green is still questionable with the calf tightness. So, Steph Curry probable, likely going to play tonight. And Clay Thompson, for sure, going to play tonight. Are you worried at all? And that's... That's great that Clay's going to play. The Draymond Green thing, I mean, over the break or over, you know, the 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 summer when he did those podcasts, I mean, he was talking a lot about people didn't understand how bad the the calf to back situation was. You worried at all about this coming back up? Yes, I mean, I yeah, anything with Draymond Green related to injury, I am worried about because when you get older, the injuries tend to last longer than when you're younger, and you can simply just not get over them as easily, and especially something in your leg. Like I, I will admit, the back injury last year had me more worried about him getting back and becoming 100% than a, a calf, but what if you overcompensate when you're playing and the calf affects the hip or it affects the knee? Like. There's just more of, there's less, again, with the Warriors, there's less margin for error when it comes to injuries the older you get, as well as for the Warriors, margin of error, having lose, like if you lose Draymond Green for two weeks, I don't know, maybe you go two and five over those next seven games. Like that is what we're looking at. And right now, because they don't have the cushion like they did last year, then you're staring at a potential play in or fighting to get into the play in in these last 30 games. Bingo. And at the beginning of the season, number one, when we were talking about the Warriors and you kept saying they have 30 games left, to everybody out there that said they have time, it's early in the season. Does it still feel like they had time? It's it's a long season until it's not. And 30 games is not a lot of games. And going back to the beginning of the season, when they were dropping games they had no business losing, that was always my thought process. It's not about the fact that it's early in the season. It's about the fact that you have an older team that at some point is either going to get injured or need rest. And the more you lose early, the less cushion you have later. And we're starting to see these things with Andrew Wiggins missing time. Steph Curry missed some time. We don't we don't know. When this happened with Draymond last season, again, different injury, but it crept up. It was, okay, he's missing again, and okay, he's missing another one. So... That is why, and you can't do anything about it now. The games that they lost, they lost. But that is why for everybody that was screaming up and down, it's only been 20 games, give them a break. Sure, okay, but this is not a young team. And I think that's another argument against the Celtics comparison last season with the Celtics and how they turned it on and just ran straight to the finals. They're a younger team than the Warriors. The Warriors... How they played it last season was perfect. They got out hot. They got their cushion. They knew that they were at some point were going to have injuries. They had the addition of Clay Thompson, sputtered a little bit at the end of the season. But because of their sputtering, they also were, in a way, resting. And they knew, all right, it's playoffs. We can turn it back up again. If you continue to lose games and you got to turn it up in in, we're in February. You got to turn it up in March. Yeah, that's a bit different than turning it up right when the playoffs actually start. Especially when you haven't shown that you have been able to turn it on right. 
the entire season. Like, yeah. They've done it for games. Like you said, there's probably been five games you could say, all right, you, know, you beat Memphis twice. You beat Boston. You probably should have beat them on the road, but you have the win against Boston at home. We were both at that game. We saw championship-caliber basketball from the Warriors in certain spots. Mm-hmm. But over the course of the season, you haven't seen it enough, unlike last year, as we talked about the eight win streaks they put together last season. This year, they've only done it three times. The most they've won in a row is five. So they have not even captured some some semblance of that consistency we saw last year. So yeah, last year was more just a question of health. This year, it is health and consistency more so than ever before. That is what gives people pause. And really, the only thing we're clinging to, in my opinion, is hope. Right. And that's nothing to scoff at. Like, they've proven, again, four-time champions. They've proven that they deserve your confidence and your hope. But if that's all you can kind of tangibly cling to, then, yeah, I'm going to feel kind of uh, scared sometimes walking into the playoffs, especially deeper in the playoffs you go. What was their best win this season, or what has been their best win this season? Was it the Celtics? Uh, Celtics, I mean, technically, so Christmas Day, they beat Memphis without Steph or Wiggins, right? Yes. So maybe that's the most impressive, but at full strength, yes, Boston. But I, and actually, I don't even know if Wiggins played in that game. I don't think Wiggins did play in that game. The You could say this last Grizzlies one... Because nobody ever really pulled away. It was a tough game, and they fought through some yeah, things. That felt like a playoff game. Jordan Poole shooting from the logo, and <laughs> yes. Steph throwing his his mouth his mouthpiece across the logo. So that Boston win was their best win. And to be honest with you, I would put the Boston win. When we say there have been five times, we got the Boston win. You have the, I guess, both Grizzlies wins. That's three. And then at that point, are we are we putting the Boston loss in there? Because I went out and I said this team is who who they are. It is going to be really hard for them to get better at this point. I had Dub Nation coming at me in my Twitter mentions. Well, they just played with the best team in the league. They just went head to head with them on the road for three quarters, and they they had control of the whole game until the end. Really, that's where we're at this season. Victory lapping losses. We are victory lapping losses because they hung with the Celtics and controlled the game, even though they blew a lead and lost in overtime. What are we doing? You're better than that. The Warriors are supposed to be better than that. You don't victory lap losses. You don't do moral victories when you're trying to repeat. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to do it. To me, that's a missed opportunity. That's how I look at it. It might be the pessimistic look, but that's how I look at that loss. I look at the Celtics loss as a missed opportunity. I don't look at it like, well, they played championship basketball for three and a half quarters. No. It, it, that's, and that's the thing. Like, it doesn't matter if you play for three and a half quarters because we saw against Minnesota, maybe not you're playing championship level basketball, but you could play great basketball for three and a half quarters and blow it all in the last half of the fourth quarter. Yeah. That is more of a reality for this team than any other iteration of the Golden State Warriors that we've seen in this dynasty. And you got me thinking now, just looking at the, you know, the schedule and the wins. Like you got to go back and like maybe those two wins against Sacramento earlier in the year look pretty good at this point because Sacramento's in third. Uh, the Cleveland Cleveland Cavaliers you have beaten twice earlier in the year was at full strength, and then of course the bench did it on the road recently. That's those are quality wins. But again, because we haven't seen, in my opinion, enough of the hundred percent Warriors do it to the Boston's, the Milwaukee's, the 
I don't know if you want to say the, the Sixers, you know, those types of teams, even right. the West, Denver, um, they've done it against Memphis twice. That certainly aids. But to me, the Memphis thing is is interesting because you have, like, there is that big brother, big, big brother, pardon me, these are rented lips, big brother, little brother uh, situation where Memphis just, like, keeps trying to swing up and they shoot themselves in the foot so many times mm-hmm. that I almost expect Golden State to beat them, and I'm not necessarily afraid of them in a playoff scenario because of those, not even basketball reasons, just like... The Warriors will get up for Memphis no matter what because of the Grizzlies and what they've done to them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Warriors have enough of that bulletin board material for each and every one of the teams that they're going to have to go through if they want to repeat. No, that's a that's a good point. And don't forget, the Warriors have to go to Memphis twice. They play two more times. They play four times this season in total. They've already played twice at Chase, now they gotta go, now they gotta go to Memphis, whenever that is. Yeah, and, March 9th and 18th. And you know they're going to be up for that one. Now, if the Warriors go and they win in Memphis, then I will not give the, the Grizzlies any more, any more of my time or my thoughts because the, at that point, just go Pedro Martinez, the Yankees are my daddy. Just say the Grizz, the, <laughs> the, the Warriors are my daddy. Looking at the other teams that the Warriors would possibly have to face in that, bu- you shouldn't need bulletin board material. That's all, that's the whole point of this, right? I, I get, maybe you need bulletin board material when you have four rings. Yeah. No, no other team, a team that doesn't have rings, they don't need bulletin board material. But it's the Suns because Bridges and how he he actually does it to other teams too. It wasn't just a Clay Thompson thing when he put the three. His, the three fingers in his face after the oh, three Booker? that he made. No, uh, oh, Bridges, Mikhail Bridges. He, yeah, yeah. yeah, Mikhail Bridges did that, I believe. That was separate to the... There was the first thing with Booker. Then there was the Bridges game recently where he went off. That, another another game. They got smacked by the Suns. And I can't remember who wasn't playing for the Warriors. But they got smacked by the Suns without Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Badly. Badly. And I'm, I'm pretty darn sure... That they might not have had Wiggins, but I think they had everybody else. So they got bulletin material for the Suns. Past that, I mean, Luka just... If I was in the NBA, Luca would just I would love Luca because he seems really fun, but would hate playing against him. So I think Luca's a guy who people get up for every because everybody's crowned him already. But the Nuggets aren't really a team that teams get up for or has that bulletin board material. But that's why I think they're so dangerous because they know they're disrespected. I have Nuggets friends that are Nuggets friends and they feel it all the time. I mean, Jokic, well, is he really an MVP? This, that, all these types of things. So yeah. No, no, you're right. In that game uh, against the Suns in early January, yeah, Clay, Dre, Steph, Andrew Wiggins, Poole all played in that game, and Mikel Bridges was was on fire that night, and they they lost. Like they they got beat here at home by double digits by a Phoenix Suns team that was missing a lot of starters. Like those are if it, it, for every and it's indicative of why they're 500 for every impressive win they have, they also have a loss that counterbalances it by saying. What were they doing that night? Like, like if I just go back and watch that game, what would I see from the Golden State Warriors on January 10th against the Phoenix Suns when they're shorthanded and say, they lost this game? And in fact, like you said, they kind of got punked in that game by a team that you should ideally have bulletin board material against, mm-hmm. but that night you didn't. And so why should I believe that, again, you can flip the switch in the matter of an instant like they were able to do last year 
it just my confidence level in Golden State in the West is still high. I am just simply afraid that the attrition built up from all the wins that they're trying to get in this season to you know kind of jostle between apparently the third and the thirteenth spot in the West. That is going to take a toll, and I don't know how it's going to manifest itself. I don't know how it's going to look, but I believe that it will affect this team greater than it ever has in this dynasty. The turnover situation, and early earlier in the show, we talked about how they have this turnover culture that I, they're never going to fully get rid of, but you got to clean it up. And we had a caller say, I think it's on Steve Kerr. I think it's on Steve Kerr to get these guys in gear and, and, and play better. I don't think the turnovers are necessarily on Steve Kerr because what is Steve Kerr going to do? Have them run liners at the next practice? This isn't Coach... After the game, Alan. This isn't Coach Mosley from ELAC, okay? This isn't, you know, this isn't last chance you. They're not going to do that. But I do want to have the conversation as far as Steve Kerr's culpability in what the team has done this season. His... His play in it versus just, hey, this is the roster that isn't constructed correctly. How much flack should Steve Kerr be getting for the Warriors' performance so far? Well, he, he's not going to go full Herman Boone on on the Golden State Warriors. Like He's not just going to go Denzel and just light him up and, no. like, that's not, and then just galvanize the group to a win, you know, undefeated season. But I think that Steve Kerr does deserve some criticism. As does, we're talking about the turnovers. Steph Curry, who had six turnovers in the last game. Draymond Green, who had five turnovers the game before that. Klay Thompson. All the way down the line, like there are people that deserve criticism for what is going on right now, and Steve Kerr is not outside of that. I do think that there is some push and pull with the second timeline, or whatever you want to call it, and what Steve Kerr envisions a competitive, contending basketball team to be. Mm-hmm. It is not his job to babysit. It is not any of the veteran players' job to babysit. He does not need to dole out minutes just because you have to see what James Wiseman or Jonathan Kaminga is. Kaminga has earned his minutes. Moses Moody and James Wiseman are still trying to earn their minutes. And that's where I, I get if you're a fan and you want to see more of them and you're saying Steve Kerr's preventing that, I understand, but again, and I've, I mean, I've kind of, this is the way I feel about Steve Kerr. It's his job to win games, Mm -hmm. and he's trying to do that to the best of his ability. Like, there are multiple roster spots right now, whether it's, you know, Moody, Wiseman, uh, Lamb, Jerome, uh, Jermichael Green. Like, there are a lot of players right now that are not giving you much. I don't know what you want Steve Kerr to do. In, the, in that spot, okay, so because Jermichael Green had a bad game, you're just going to trot out James Wiseman for his 10 minutes the next game? Like, then you have no sort, no form of consistency, and you are basically admitting that I don't know what's going on here. They do have to make some type of decision on James Wiseman. You can't just sit, you can't sit him. You can't continue to just not play him. Move him or play him. Yeah, that's what it is to me. Because you're not winning these games, and... Somebody earlier said play him 30, 40 minutes. I don't know about all that, but you got to get him some run at this point in time. Going back to the two timelines, and you got, we get, you know, we got Craig producing, so, you know, he loves his movies. It does remind me, and we're using the same, we're using the same terminology. It does remind me of Marvel. 
because this new Ant-Man and the Wasp that's coming out. Quantumania. I believe either Black Panther 2 started the next phase or this movie starts the next phase. And they say in the previews, this is the next phase. As good as this phase may be. It ain't going to have anything on the original Avengers. It's not going to have anything on the OG Avengers with Iron Man, with, you know, with Black Widow, with the Hulk, with everybody from the OG Avengers. T'Challa. It's not going to be that. Okay, and th- this second phase might be great for Marvel. I'm sure it's going to make a lot of money. It's not going to be that because of what the first phase was. This second timeline could be great in its own ra- in its own right. But it's not going to be what this first one this first one is. The question is, do you think it'll be good enough that it's worth not blowing up to improve the current timeline? Well, and that is the million dollar question, not just how do you maximize Steph Curry's window, but if you're Joe Lacob and you're looking at this Warriors organization, mm-hmm. you are trying to figure out how to put together not just a contending team, but a team that will draw. So even if you have a down year like 2020, Mm -hmm. the next year there are going to be people packing Chase Center to the gills. That is where I am worried about what the young guys are or aren't doing. I don't see anything from them right now outside of maybe Kaminga that would make me want to go watch them every single night in person for what you're paying, for the experience... Well, yeah, Jordan Poole, sorry. No, you're right. Jordan Poole is, but apparently people have had issues with the way that Jordan Poole is playing. Yes. And Andrew Wiggins, I I know we haven't mentioned him a whole lot, but since he's been coming back from his injury, you know what what Andrew Wiggins is shooting in the 10 games since he's been back? It's not good. 36 from the floor, 25 from three-point range. Like, 13 points a game in 30 minutes is not good. So... You're looking at these pieces that are going to be here for, we thought, and ideally, you know, five, ten years down the line, the next iteration of Golden State Warriors basketball. And I'm looking at it right now, and I am wondering what I want to pay to see as a fan. If you're telling right now, it's got to be wins. Like, that's what they're trying to build is a continuous winner. And. I have not seen enough from that second timeline we're talking about, and we can continue this on the other side, to feel confident in saying blindly that they're just going to continue to keep on winning. No. I'm, it, it's Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, if you're counting him, in the, he's, he's kind of in, the, in between, and Kaminga, and Kaminga based on what you think he'll be able to do. So I got Steph Curry as Iron Man. I got Draymond Green as the Hulk. Who's Captain America? Is that Clay? I or guess. Is Steph Captain America? Probably. Uh, well, it depends on whether you value Iron Man or Captain America more. But yes, Steph Curry is whoever the ringleader is. Yes, which... Sure, he's Captain America. Captain America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, look the second timeline is... <laughs> and we're talking about the Avengers. But that's also why... like, we're, right, we're talking about the Avengers. We're talking about dynasties. That's why dynasties happen once in a blue moon. Like, mm-hmm. you're talking about those amazing original movies... That's why they are original. That's why they're great, is because there is nothing that can compare to them. Mm-hmm. And I would bet that this next version of whatever the Warriors becomes will not be the same dynasty. Like, we're never going to see Steph, Clay, Dre, Andre, 
and everything else that has been so great. Kevin Durant, of course, is a big part of it. Too. We're not going to see that again. We may see another competitive team. We may see a team that could even win a championship down the line. But we're never seeing the four and seven the way that it looked, in which you had the light years, you know, Golden State Warriors. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being pessimistic, but. That's kind of. No, I, I think about. you're being realistic. It's the same thing when we talk about the Giants and how, you know, Buster Posey is a Hall of Famer. You bring in Joey Bart, it's a little different. It's a little different, but expectations are what they are. Yeah, no, that's a fact. Uh, before the Warriors host the Mavericks tonight, tune into 95.7, the game before, for Warriors Live, starting at 4.30, half hour away with John Dickinson before Tim Roy takes over. 5.30 tip, brought to you by Xfinity Sports Zone, the ultimate hub for all things sports with live game shows, news, and highlights all in one place. We're going to wrap up this show, last half hour. Get your calls in, 888-957-9570. What do you want to see tonight against a Doncic-less Dallas team? What do you want to see for the last 30 games from Golden State? What do you want to see before the trade deadline five days away february 9th it's alan styles love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places well working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like t-mobile we have america's largest 5g network so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop we have the 5g speed you need whatever takes you on the go t-mobile's got you covered find out more at t-mobile.com network today Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Evan Giddings, back after this on 95.7 The Game. Now back to 95.7 The Game. This is what it sounds like when John Wick goes on a killing spree, Alan. Alan Styles, Evan Giddings, 95.7 The Game, half hour left. We're just talking about the ultimate just disrespect for Keanu Reeves. 
And we're talking about movies and you know, all these different... Of course, the Warriors, of course, the Niners. But let's be honest, Alan. Why haven't you seen John Wick? I'm just not really an action movie guy. I'm not. More of a knock-at-the-cabin kind of guy. More of a knock-at-the-cabin. Yeah, text line, thank you. 650 saying it, giving it three stars out of four. So, dot, 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 surprise ending. I will... Keep that in mind. Yeah, you can for- see that in the trailer where it says, stay till the end. I mean, <laughs> you know what, Craig? A surprise ending. Oh, surprise it's, an, it's ending. an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's got a twist. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Uh, yeah, the, the, the action movie thing no, to I'm me. I'm sure it'll be good. The action sure movie thing to me. I don't know. I don't know. I just see John Wick. If it's not, I mean, he's not, is he fighting? Is he just shooting guns, right? No, he does it all. He is the most dangerous man in the history of dangerous men. But I'm also out on the Mission Impossibles. He's right? the I, Steph I Curry of action stars. I don't watch the Mission Impossibles. Huh. He's the Jack Bauer. <laughs> he's the Jack Bauer. It's exactly. And I didn't see 24. Oh, Oh, now you're just done. I actually didn't see that either, but I still know who Jack Bauer is. Well, uh, clearly I do. I just said it. Oh, Craig said it. No, but I said I, I knew At least the he reference. He can relate to Jack, so he knew where Jack Bauer comes from. I guess. Exactly. You know, also, he has missing one of the greatest shows of all time. Yeah, we do want to also run down some revisionist history. Uh, Titanic shouldn't have won however many Academy Awards. Goodwill Hunting came out that year. L.A. Confidential came out that year. There was a hell of a lot more good movies you than the Titanic. You know that song played every Jackie 30... Brown came out that year. That song by Celine played every 38 seconds that year. You know that, right? <laughs> Celine Dion? Yes. Oh, That's... see, I do know that. <laughs> every 38 seconds it played. It got played out is what it did. Yeah. And I was thinking about... The boat crashed, all right? How's that for a twist? Well, now you ruined it for anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Or anybody that doesn't read a book. Yeah. That's tough. You know what? Actually, we do have a good piece of news for the Golden State Warriors tonight. Again, they play at 5.30 against the Dallas Mavericks. John Dickinson has Warriors live at 4.30 here, bottom of the hour. Draymond Green is probable for tonight. He will in all likelihood play. Of course, he was questionable with the calf. So he and Clay Thompson joining Stephen Curry to play against the Luka doncic Dallas Mavericks tonight. Good. Good. We You need everybody. Well, yeah, you do. Look, you need to get back above 500 for one, but I would also, if we're talking about what we want to see tonight, there's not a lot you can take out of this game because Doncic isn't playing. Christian Wood's not playing. Davis Vertonz is not playing, as well as Maxi Kleba, for those who care about the Dallas Mavericks. But what it does mean to me is if all three of those guys are playing and all three of those guys are also nursing some minor injuries, I want the Warriors to win going away to the point where those guys don't have to play more than 30 minutes. To the point from earlier, it's great that Draymond Green is able to play, but it does say something, the fact that he is playing, knowing that he's got this calf situation, knowing that the Mavs don't have anybody, what does that tell you? The Warriors are not messing around at all. We we cannot, the way we've been playing this season, we got to go full on and make sure we get this W. No doubt. And uh, John in Oakland wants to talk about the wars. we got a couple of calls. Still time to get them in. 888-957-9570 is the phone number. Also number for the Xfinity mobile text line. John, what's going on? How are you? You're on with Alan and Evan on 95.7 The Game. Hey, how's it going, fellas? Chilling. So, man, the, the problem with the Warriors is it, it, it's, it's not the young guys. It's not Steve Kerr. It's, it's Steph and Draymond. Uh, not being good enough to overcome the turnovers they do. The whole team is not. The team is not good enough. The rest of the guys are not good enough to overcome our two superstars' inability to take care of the ball. I mean, last year they were second in the lead in turnovers, but they won the championship. The rest of the guys were able 
to overcome what these two dudes, their whole career, have been doing. But the, the rest of the team, and it's not fair for these young guys to have to make up the difference with your two leaders who, for whatever reason, their whole career, the inability to take care of the ball. I mean, you see it. We all watch, right? I mean, you'll see five, five or six possessions in a row, and they don't even get a shot up. I mean, you can't be good with that. You can't win like that. But because they, in the past, were younger and so much more talented, they were able to overcome their own weakness. But this year you're seeing it. And, and at, at one, some point, me and my guys talk about it. It's going to catch up to them, man. You you know, you look at the, the top five teams that turn the ball over in the league, you know, and they're all sub-500 teams, you know. But the Warriors have, you know, Steph and Dre and Clay have been so talented they can overcome the, uh, the the turnover issue. But this year they can't. They don't defend as well. And the and because you don't defend as well, because the bench is not as talented, those dudes need to take care of the ball, and they just don't. And it's, it's what's costing the team. You know, not that I expected them to repeat as champions, but, you know, your leaders, man, they, they can't just, you know, and it's like Draymond and, and Steph just gave birth to Jordan Poole. Because he's starting to lead, and he's just taking up the slack right where they're at. He comes in, he's the same way. I mean, and it's not the defense stopping them. I mean, they literally just give the ball away, and it, it, it fuels other teams, you know, to the point where they're not talented enough to overcome. Most of the games we watch, they're in control of the game, and then you'll see multiple spurts throughout the game where they don't even get a shot up four or five times down the the yeah, no, no, he, no he doubt. Thanks, John. Like we, we, sorry, we, we appreciate it. I think he, what he's getting into is the turnover culture that you're talking about, Al. Yes, the turnover culture is bad. I think we might add it to the 95.7 The Game Shop. And then just have a, sure circle, you want to put the, a circle and an X. Got to end the turnover culture. We do. Look, we got to cancel turnover culture. That's what we got to do. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors need to figure something out. And he is right. Like, at the end of the day, it does start with the guys with the ball in their hand the most. Mm-hmm. And that is your three culprits. Jordan Poole, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. Got to be better with the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, the problem is this is in high school. This isn't even college. Well, because you can get paid in college now. So this isn't high school where you made a bad play. I'm going to sit you. This is Steph Curry and Draymond Green. So this isn't on. When we talk about what Steve Kerr needs to be better at, this is not part of that. This is on Steph. This is on Draymond. So look yourself in the mirror. I got to be better. I got to be better at taking care of the basketball because we as a team are not good enough to overcome when I do not take care of the basketball and just slow things down sometimes. I mean, the one that just continues to stick out in my mind was, I believe it was two games. I, I believe it was the Minnesota game when they gave Steph the ball. He's coming up the right-hand side of the court and Looney and Draymond are just minding their business, jogging up on the other side. And for whatever reason, Steph just chucks the ball back over to them and, you know, the broadcast was, oh, we don't know if that was for Looney or Draymond. It was for neither. It was behind both of them. What what in your right mind made you think that was a good idea? Look, I will never pretend to put myself in the shoes of someone as great as Stephen Curry at what they do. But, yes, you're right. It is mind-boggling sometimes the plays that some players make. And, and I think also you mentioned something, too, that's interesting because – 
Do you think that with a you know relatively older core, older roster, that the Warriors should be being should be playing or being invited to play kind of this pickup style basketball? It seems sometimes like they get into. Yeah, because over the last fifteen games, Alan, I, I just looked this up. They are number one in pace. Like mm. that's not not that's not something I would necessarily expect from a more veteran laden group. Typically, you see that from the young guns and the guys that like to get up and down. The Rockets, the the Magic, exactly. But that also indicates potentially that some of those younger, more athletic teams that we have seen give the Warriors fits, maybe that indicates a little bit that they can speed the Warriors up Mm. and get them into those turnover culture-type games. Well, and it's a good point because the Warriors have gotten older. They were those young guns. They were running with them. And that's really, that's what their offense is. We want to get out on the break. We want to do these things. And there hasn't been that conversation, I'm assuming, to say, hey, we are a bit of a different team now. Maybe there are more opportunities where we should slow it down. We have the best shooter backcourt. We don't necessarily need to run and gun all the time because we're not doing it that successfully. Evan, it legitimately looks sometimes as if the Warriors are inventing new ways to turn the ball over. Yeah. Literally, uh, you know what? I've never just thrown it behind my back before and tried to do a Jason Williams white chocolate off the elbow. This seems like a good time in the fourth quarter to try that out. It's ridiculous. You know, sometimes you're just overthinking things. You're trying to get too cute. And the Warriors right now, again, it's not the the issue of the turnovers. It's something that's happened mm-hmm. the last eight years. Like, they yes. turn the ball over. That's what they do. The issue, like we're talking about, is that you don't have... The defense on the other side, you haven't had enough efficiency offensively to overcome the amount of mistakes you seem to make at inopportune times like they did. And that's why I can't necessarily, um, I'm not disagreeing with our last caller about the young guys not being able to make up the ground, but in a way that's also on Golden State too because you would hope by this point they'd be more able to fill in. Uh, we got one last call in Piedmont. Bill wants to talk about the Warriors and a potential trade that has, of course... I've been floated around. Five more days to get it done, Bill. What do you think the Warriors should do at the deadline? You're on with Alan and Evan on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. uh, Can you hear me? Yes, we got you loud and clear. Oh, great. Um, Well, I have a blockbuster trade that I think is clearly in line with the win-now philosophy of Joe Lacob. I would trade Wiseman, Moody, and Green for Portal of San Antonio. He's got the defense. He's got the pick and roll, and he's got the shot. And if they won't take Green, I give him I give him Pool because I think Pool reminds me of Monte Ellis, um, and it's a totally me kind of a guy. So I think that trade does a lot of things. It keeps Curry and Thompson together, gives them a possibility to to win this year. And I know that Porto has got a uh, free free market trade a trade thing, and next summer. But Joe will probably pay the money. Yep. Okay, Got gotcha, Bill. Look, I, I am potentially in on a Jakob Pertl deal. Uh, nothing that would include more than two of the young pieces. But it is interesting, and Bill brings up a larger point that I kind of want to dive into these last couple of minutes, or last ten minutes we have here, Alan, which is when the Warriors on January 19th at Boston decided to go small to start, Looney leaves the starting lineup, mm-hmm. Poole comes in. To me, that indicates that at the deadline, they're not in need of size. Like They don't want to get bigger. In fact, they actually want to get smaller. That's the main reason why I would dismiss the, the Pirtle deal. 
I'm not. I can't. I can't even respond to let, that. Let it go until we <laughs> until we discuss. I was with you. I, I, Wiseman, Moody, Green for Pert. Okay, oh, when he boy. said if they don't want Green, they'd give him Pool. <laughs> we got. I mean, what? Yeah. And there are people that are really down on Jordan Poole. They don't like him. But that is, that's wild to me. That is wild. Because I, I don't think, the, the wildest part is, I don't think there are a lot of people that would think that that's crazy. I think there are, but I think there there is a group that, maybe not that specific deal, but there is a group that would not mind getting Jordan Poole up out of here. Yeah, and uh, from YouTube, thinking he meant Draymond instead of Jamichael. No, I do think he meant Jamichael. No, he Green. meant Jamichael. Yeah. But I think I would, I would But either I would way, so. but either yeah. way. But okay, so Jordan Jordan Poole is No, 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 cuz he said keep the big 3 together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, okay, fine. It was Jamichael. J- Jordan Poole would then be on the book. Why? Okay, if we're talking about not giving up on Kaminga, not giving up on, you know, some of the the young guys that have uh, like potential, right? Mm-hmm. The, re- the reason that is you don't want to give up on their ceiling. Jordan Poole is the only one of the next timeline that has shown that he can be a winning basketball player in the playoffs. Yeah. Why would you move off of anyone? Like, why would you give him up right when he is about to become the next version of whatever the Warriors are? Now, whether he can, you know, take the mantle and and bring back another title in four, five, ten years, I don't know. But you can't... No. That's... Jordan Poole is staying in the Bay. He is an annoying player. For how good he is, he does annoying things. It also he pisses me off that things. people besmirch Monte Ellis's name in this town. Oh, well, then speak on it. Well, because Monte Ellis was the best thing going for this town for a long time in the mid-2000s. When I was a kid, I wanted to watch the Warriors to watch Monte Ellis. And I also recognize that Monte Ellis is a high-volume scoring player on a bad team. But... That doesn't mean that if Monte Ellis was the sixth man, which he was on a We Believe Warriors team, that you can't upset the number one seed. Like, Monte Ellis is a, a basketball player, in my opinion, that gets kicked to the curb because of what came after him, yeah, exactly. which was Stephen Curry, and I don't necessarily believe in doing that. Yes, I believe that Monte Ellis's legacy has been marred a bit due to the... Best shooter of all time being the one to come after him and some of his quotes that, of course, didn't age very well. Yeah, he we said can't him, play or me. him or me. <laughs> I can't play with we this can't kid. Play with, I can't play with this guy. So sure. But at the same time, it didn't sound crazy early on. Steph was having ankle injuries. He was, you know, struggling a bit early with that. So for a while, there were people had you move Monte. There were those people too. So this is, this is sports. This is fandom. Everybody has their different takes, but I do think that Monte quote unquote looks worse because of Steph Curry. Yeah, no doubt. But Monte Ellis for the, for the longest time was the only warrior in the new millennia to average 25 or more a game for a season. Like, I, I, I look. He's not Steph Curry. He's nowhere close. And in fact, I don't even think it's right to say that Jordan Poole is Monte Ellis because Monte Ellis was tasked with being a number one scorer mm-hmm. on a basketball team. Jordan Poole is number two on some nights. So Jordan Poole will get his chance, but you cannot give up on that chance at any point. And and that also applies to this offseason, not just the deadline. But Jordan Poole's not going anywhere. Five one zero. Happy to see Poole go. Too erratic, too risk-obsessed. 
I do think that the amount of shots he takes from three specifically for the percentage that he shoots is sometimes concerning. But that was also what we ran into in the 2020 season when he was just jacking it up from 35. I have always pointed to Jordan Poole's free throw percentage and looked at that as a reason to believe that he can, can, he can turn around whatever shooting slump he's in. Mm-hmm. A career 88% free throw shooter is not going to shoot 32 or 33% from three for his entire career. But that's just me. Yeah, and what Jordan Poole does do very well, and he'll continue to do very well, is I do think he can get to the cup. I think he needs to do it more. He is so crafty when he gets to the rim. He's starting now, and I... I know we we did the splits really early when he was coming off the bench versus when he was starting. He seems to be getting more comfortable, and now you don't have to deal with him ha- having the basketball at those uh, you know important times at the end of basketball games because you got Steph Curry back and you so and you have Draymond obviously. So his role, I think, one thing to remember with Jordan Poole is. And this might come off as an excuse. And my opinion is that some excuses just make sense. That doesn't mean they're not an excuse, but they're they're good excuses. It makes sense. You have to remember that Jordan Poole has had about four or five different roles on this team within the last two years. He has. He is. He was Clay. He was second Clay. He was the second scorer. He was the first scorer when Steph was out. Then he goes to the bench when Clay gets back. Now he has to be the bench guy. Then okay, we're doing all, uh, we're sitting all the starters. Now you have to be Steph Curry for the night. So he they do ask a lot of him. They do now defensively. Yeah, he's pretty darn bad. But we've been in those media rooms. He talks about it, and the first step is acknowledging that you have a problem, and he's acknowledged it, so we're getting somewhere. And he is young. The the defense thing is not a Jordan Poole thing. It's a young player thing. Kaminga doesn't have to worry about that because he doesn't have a bag like Jordan Poole. All the young guys that got bags, they don't want to play defense. They don't. Well, and the other part about defense, it's, yeah, you're right. It's not just a Jordan Poole problem. It's a Warriors problem at this point. Like They can't get stops consistently enough when they need it that's how the Timberwolves come back from behind mm. 14 in the fourth quarter. That's why against Denver, you shoot 13 of 20 from three in the first half. You look up, you're down one because you can't get a stop. Like That's why the Warriors are in the position that they are at 26 and 26. Uh, if we have about a minute here left down, any hot takes, any predictions for tonight? Like I said, it's going to be the fourth quarter with 10 minutes left and you're going to look around the you're going to look around the stadium the arena there're going to be a bunch of honey do you think we should get going here do, do you think do we think we should get the kids out of here and miss the traffic cuz the warriors are up by 30 and they're going to hold on to it this time they're, they're going to hold on to it this time Evan i did want to say been seeing some some notes one from the 408 on the Xfinity mobile text line about Andrew Wiggins Trust me, Andrew Wiggins is on my radar. Yeah. I know he, he's been sick, he's been injured, but pretty soon we're about a week away from having to have some conversations about Andrew Wiggins because you are missing his production, and you spoke about it earlier in the show. Yeah, folks are leaving early from Chase Center because the word's going to dominate tonight. That's from Alan. My prediction would be 30 for 30 in 30. 30 points by 30. Stephen Curry in 30 or less minutes. Book that. Draymond Green's expected to play tonight. Clay Thompson's been upgraded to available tonight. That's per our 95-7 game insider, Anthony Slay. It's been a pleasure, Alan. Hope we get to do it again soon. Definitely, Evan. We'll talk to you. Coming up next, Warriors Live with John Dickinson. Stick around right here on 95.7 The Game. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.